The following podcast contains language that is not suitable for everybody. This week on Super Skull, we get to say Headlopper, plus your new comics released for the week of September 9th, 2015. Alrighty, welcome to Super Sculpt, your weekly new comic day audio digest from Vault of Midnight, Earth's finest comic books and stuff since 1990, flippin' six. Recorded in partnership and within the Ann Arbor District Library and the Freedom Shrine. My name is Nick Wybar. I'm joined by Marcus Schwimmer. How are we doing today? Super. How are you doing? I, I'm great. The Freedom Shrine is extra inspiring this afternoon. It's got, I feel like they got extra freedom in here today. I, I do too. I feel like it's like chock full of freedom yep. today. Yep, we're we're freedom to the max, and I'm loving it. In that freedom, and that's Curtis Sullivan. Hello, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. This are is you, this is take three on your introduction. I, it's no problem. I got it this time. Are you guys hot yet in here? It's always hot in the Freedom Shrine. It's, like, it's hot, and I got. I have to admit, I got a big case of the giggles right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> freedom isn't free, and apparently, it's very hot. Yeah, and it's very giggly. It's very giggly today. That you know what? That's appropriate. I think. Yeah, yeah. you have the freedom. Do you have the right to giggle? Oh, I do. And I'm going to giggle freely. Do so. Anything you say can and will make you giggle. Right now, yeah, just a little bit. Woo! This is a weekly New Comic Day audio digest. Comes out on New Comic Book Day. We talk about comic books. Yeah. We each make a pick. We talk about what else is going on in the week. Uh, some other books that are being released. We have a game review today. Yes, we do. About, Marcus, what's the name of the game? Yarl. Yarl. J-A-R-L. Yarl. That's coming at you a little bit later in the show. And uh, yeah, we have a cover of the week. We're going to talk about what's up with our respective worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a packed week. I'm glad you spelled Yarl. I was... It's a confusing word, I think. Yeah. It is. It's a tough word. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jarl. Jarl is what it should... Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, it's Yarl. In the Freedom Shrine, I feel like we should pronounce it Jarl. You're right. I'm reviewing a game this week called Jarl. Um, it's based off the Vikings TV show, but is also rooted in another game. I can't wait to hear about it. Let's dive in with your big pick, number one. What was it? So last week, uh, we talked about Mockingbird came out. It's part of this 50 Years of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this week, they did Quake, who's been a major character on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. What's 50 Years of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, has been around for 50 years now. S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. being the large intergalactic police force what's that acronym baby strategic homeland intervention enforcement logistics division division. yeah thanks man thanks yeah dude i was here for you that was good um so now we now we get to learn about daisy johnson who's been the main character the the focus of the agents of shield tv show and she gets her own little one shot this week daisy quake johnson yep that's right daisy quake johnson also uh codenamed sky we know her for the first season. Oh, yeah! Whoa! Oh man! Oh, that's Sky. Yeah, dog. It's Quake. Are you not watching Agents? I'm, of- I'm behind. I'm behind too. I did oh, not know dudes, who that I'm was. Oh, dudes! I'm so sorry. I spoiled that for you. No, it's fine. I knew not. she was an Inhuman. Yeah, like, she's Quake. Wow. Yeah, it's so dope how cool. they're doing it. Catch up on Agents of Shield. It's so good. Right. Oh, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah, catch All up. Right. It, right. it went from a show that I thought was very meh to a show that I like. When it comes out, I am ready to watch. Got it. Um, but so here's the thing. What I love about this. Um particular one shot with Quake is that uh, we get to see her on her first mission with uh, kind of the alpha team of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's Cap and Tony Stark and Red Hulk and Hawkeye. She's going on a mission with them and she's really doubting herself. 
This is the first time she's ever gone out with the the eighteen. Well, she's more of espionage kind of that's right subterfuge sort of a yep. agent. And this she's is... she's used to leading shield agents. Got it. Right. These are you know not to say that they're not valued and but you know they're doing a little bit more of the espionage. They're doing a little bit more of the police work. She's doing some backup. She's doing some backup. Not not now. Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America is calling her to the front team. Yeah. Man, this book is awesome, mostly because, like, this traditional Avengers lineup, we haven't seen them in a while. Because, uh, you know, Steve Rogers is an old man now. Tony Stark's been a little crazy. But this has a really great classic Avengers lineup. And, man, the guy who's writing this, Matthew Rosenberg and Patrick Kindlin, they, it's just like a really nice blast of nostalgia. Everyone's kind of the way that we remember them. It's a really fresh, well-paced story, though. Uh, Quake number one, the cover, uh, not my jam. I didn't really dig the cover, but the art on the inside. It didn't super entice what's me going, either. What's going on on the cover? It's just Quake on the front looking. She's giving out Quake lines. She's giving out Quake lines. She looks it's, like she's having like a little personal earthquake. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. But uh, Daniel Warren uh, Johnson is the artist for the interior, and it's dynamite art. I thought the, the art through. was great. It's I don't. So great. I don't know this artist previously. Mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. So is this book does not seem to be tied into nope. secret. There's no branding on it for Secret Wars or for Last Days of anything. Nope. nope. This takes place before all of that. Weird. So no. the the thing for me too is it feels like it's Shield TV show heavy. But then it also feels like it's got characters that we haven't seen in any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe either. Absolutely, we've yeah. seen a bunch of them, but not a, a lot of them. Do we have uh, is Old Cap in in this? Uh, no, it's Steve Rogers as traditional Captain America. So this is like its own universe thing. This is in the TV universe. It feels like it's in the cinematic. It feels universe. like it's in the cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I kind of miss Steve Rogers Captain America. Uh, he's the Cap I grew up with, and I love him very, very dearly. And man, the Captain America in this book is hitting, hitting it in, on all notes. You don't even have yeah. to say kinda. It's all right, Marcus. It's great. I know. You it's miss a, him so much. I do miss Steve Rogers as Captain America. You don't like you. It's I not love, that you don't no, like. I love. I love Sam Wilson as Captain America. Yeah, it's great, and it's a fresh take on Cap. But even old Cap, you're not. You're, oh, you're I love over old the. Cap. I okay. love Cap. You I, just miss. You just miss just, young Cap. I kind of miss Steve Rogers Cap a little bit, and okay. this was a great way to get that fill. Um, without affecting the larger Marvel universe at all, mm-hmm. um, and to be honest, you know I don't know a whole lot about Quake, um, and we only get to see kind of chunks of her in the TV show, mm-hmm. and it's really nice to see kind of like if you would think an episode solely focused on her, um, and the Inhumans are coming to the Marvel universe, and humans oh, yeah. are going to become bigger and bigger as the year goes on, and this is a very Inhumans focused episode uh, issue. Wow, um, yeah, I loved it. I I. Took me totally by surprise, and I am in deep, deep like with it. Excellent. So this is two weeks shield one shots for you, Marcus. Uh, I don't think I picked Mockingbird last week. Okay, uh, but I I certainly enjoyed it. You know, these Marvel had an opportunity to do something really cool here, and they're doing it. And to be honest, these could have been kind of fillers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but both of them have been really, really great. And they stand alone. You could just read either oh, one. Yeah, and to be honest, you don't need to know anything about the TV show to read this book. You just go in, and it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who's gotten called up by Captain America, mm-hmm. and it, I think it could stand all by itself. It's a great little book. Cool. Very good. That's uh, Quake number one, Rosenberg Kindlin on the uh, writing, and Daniel Warren Johnson on the art. Quake number one. Outstanding. Nice, nice. Thanks for the pick. Oh, thank you. Curtis. Yeah. What do you got for us? It's a huge pick, you guys. Are you ready? <gasps> This is uh, it's a mouthful. Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Star Wars: Shattered Empire, <laughs> number one. 
<laughs> that's not the whole title. Come on. That's what it says right on the cover. Oh, you're right. That is the yeah. whole title. So it's a huge <laughs> mouthful <laughs> yep. of a title. But this is number one. This is Greg Rucka. And uh, this is this really nice artist, uh, Marco Cicchetto. Uh I haven't seen him before, but the art's great. We all love uh, Greg Rucka. We're going to dedicate some time to Greg on a future episode of Scoop, Super Skull, I think. For what? So we talk about Greg Rucka. Yeah, I think we should. We haven't given that guy enough love on this uh, totally agree. podcast, so we're going we're gonna to get into it. He writes a lot of great books. I think it's a good call. Uh, Lazarus is his current heater, but he's done so much good stuff. Stumptown is like my, one of my favorite books that nobody's read. Yep. He's an outstanding writer. Yeah. He's on the Brubaker list. I just want to point out right now that Marcus has taken his shirt off. It's really warm in here. I'm just unbuttoning the button-up I'm wearing just to cool off. Oh, oh my gosh. That feels Get so comfy, much man. better. Yeah, do it, baby. It's all right. It's okay. So this book is a huge deal, y'all. Star Wars Shattered Empire, number mm-hmm. one. Journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Star Wars Shattered Empire, number one. All right, place us in the Star Wars. What, what's going on? Where does this fit in? Okay, so we are w- watching the movie Return of the Jedi. All three of us? We are. Okay. Is there popcorn? Um, there is popcorn, yes. Cool. Okay. Yes, and there's snacks. Okay. And uh, we're getting towards the end of the movie. The Death Star is being attacked. Mm-hmm. Admiral Akbar is like, oh, ships, mm-hmm. you know, the dude who's hitting the fan, you know, Lando's flying around, they're down on Endor. G- General Lando. General Lando yeah, is down on Endor. Respect, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. respect the ring. Excuse me. Um, and this shows uh, some of the pilots from Green Squad, I think. Uh, yeah. In, in their A-wings, fighting around the Death Star. The shield comes down, and uh, things blow up. And then this, so this happens right at the end of that movie, and then it goes in a little beyond. The point of this series is to bridge us from that movie to Shattered, or Force Awakens, the new Star so Wars So from movie. Return of the Jedi to the new Star Wars movie that has not yet been released, With, this, this comic is the link correct. Yeah. between them. So this is brand new canon, official Star Wars canon, this is not Star Wars Legends like some of the, the stories have been titled now. Mm-hmm. This is actual continuity, Star Wars big picture continuity stuff. I thought this is a really cool issue. We get Luke, we get Chewie, we get the whole crew, Han Solo's down in Endor. But the cool thing about it is we get some new characters too, and they're really like they fit into this it's universe. Some awesome new really, characters. Really well. Yeah. Um, I love this book. I, I burned through it and the art's great and yep. the art oh. is particularly great who yep. is it who's it shades of who is it reminding you of oh man man good question who does it look like it's got a little bit of a john cassidy vibe to mm-hmm. me I'm trying to think who's it look like man, it's really crisp and clean very detailed mm-hmm. the thing i really liked about it was like all the characters that we see in here luke chewy the whole gang they all feel like you're watching the movie like they're not doing anything too out of character no but at the same time like there's a conversation between green leader and luke uh who's in a stolen vessel and it like there's just like four or five panels there and it just i like i can hear mark hamill's voice yes. when i'm reading it. and that's such a cool experience can i say that uh if we were all in the star wars universe curtis you're flying the x-wing i want to nick desperately. you're on the a-wing i got the y-wing that's true i, I love the that a-wing yeah. Wait, why am I in the A-wing? Because you're quick and nimble. I think you'd like to, like, you know, kind of do the flanking. Curtis is in front, right? He's in the X-wing. He's in the classic. I got the Y-wing. I'm the bomber. He's the bomber. And then in peacetimes, he's doing supply runs. Yeah. And cargo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Which is cool. You still have a job. Like me, I'm, like, on the ground. I'm, like, I'm like doing nothing. <laughs> I'm sweeping the hangar. Yeah. So um, You're really good at sweeping, though. I'm pretty good at sweeping. I, and I take a, a pleasure. Can I and sweeping oh, the the art in these Star Wars books are it's tough because we have such like a firm idea of what these characters look like 
and what this universe looks like. Yeah. So everybody's very, I mean, you can't have Han Solo not look a lot like Harrison Ford. You can't. There's not a lot of leeway to, to do weird stuff. True. In a Star Wars book, you know? Matt Kent, was it Matt Kent who did that Rebel Heist book? It, it is, yep. God, that was a great But book. I don't know if he did the art for it. That was a great series. I, I can't remember. Um, but he played with it a little bit in that book. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how different, because there's all these Star Wars books out now. We're like we're sitting at like five, right? I think this is number five. Something like that, five or six? Yeah. Um, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Princess Leia, which ended, Lando, mm-hmm. and now we got Star Wars. Yep, Kanan. Oh, and Kanan, so If you want to count that one. And then we got a Chewie series coming up. Right. And oh. s- and with all of them, they're all basically they're kind of pivoting around what we what you kind of have to have for a Star Wars yeah. book is that it has to look like what we know about it. And it's an interesting constraint that I never really thought about until just now. But all of these artists, like they have to evoke that universe Absolutely. while still trying to like do their thing. Well, and it feels like the Marvel stuff is way tighter continuity wise, you know, than, than the Dark Horse stuff. Oh sure. Like Dark Horse still was very, uh, you know, stayed with what we know. I mean, they did new stuff, but everything that's out now is official Star Wars canon. And from it's Marvel. also like weaving in and out of the movies that already exist. Yep. And so one cool thing I really liked about this is like we have this notion of the Star Wars universe in our heads, but they're messing with little tiny aspects of it that make it even richer. So one thing I noticed: Green Squadron in this book, they wear green flight suits. Mm-hmm. Or in Star Wars, we only ever see people in orange jumpsuits. Right. And I like that they're yeah. like taking a little bit of time to make the world a little deeper and, sure. and give it some more complexity that maybe George Lucas didn't have the time or money to do. But so it's a lot to think about, right? A whole really cool. military yeah, thing, the, you know? It's it's a huge organization that has multiple squadrons that we know about. Of course, they'd identify in some way, and I like that they've kind of spent the time to add that little detail. Yeah. So I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, I'm flipping out about this book. I, I loved it. I... I I'm getting more excited every day about the thought of a sequel to Return of the Jedi. You know, they're on the moon of Endor, right? And you get the party and the Ewoks are jamming and it's mm-hmm. they're singing the Yub Yub song. It's it's a great time. Yeah, it's, great. it's, a, it's a great song. Great song. Yep. Love yep. that yep. Ewok song. And uh, But there's still, like, they blew up the Death Star. The Empire's not gone. No. And this book does that great thing of, like, there's still Empire forces on Endor. Yeah, war, a lot war's, more to not, be, war's not over. No. They won a pivotal battle. There's, you know, things have changed. The tide has turned. Yeah, but that was one station. Exactly. So, uh, please, everyone, if you like Star Wars, if you're getting hype at all for Force Awakens, which every human on Earth is, I imagine, right? Yeah. Read this comic book. I thought it was awesome. I agree. Loved it. It's Greg so. Ruckham, man. Greg Ruckham, dude can write. And this uh, Marco Cicchetto, I will be, again, adding another killer artist to the list of great comic artists of our of our time. Yeah. So... That's my big pick of the week. What was the what was the name of that book one more time? It was uh, Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Star Wars: Shattered Empire Number One. My favorite is when I try to order this book for people or add it to polls. It's J S W F A, and then colon Star Wars: Shattered Empire. This is like when one. we look it up on the computer, yeah. the stupid thing that comes up yeah. when we have to. Yeah. So you can't find it. It takes you like a a week to add yeah, add some, this book to somebody's some, poll. Some genius at Diamond Comics. Yeah. Put it in the computer. Anyway, yep. that's uh that's a brand new book, brand new Star Wars book. We had another Star Wars book this week. We did week. Darth Vader number nine also came out this uh, week. Still coming out. And it's Karen Gillan and Salvador La Roca, and it's still kicking major butt. Yeah. And uh like Marcus was saying about a lot of these Star Wars books, they're adding stuff. Oh, they're, yeah. they're they're taking us and showing us stuff we know and then adding new characters and little twists. Mm-hmm. And it's great. So 
couple of good Star Wars books Man, this week. Man, we're getting a Star Wars movie. Guys, that's so cool. We're getting a Star Wars movie. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And I it's a Star it. Wars movie that we wanted. Maybe. We don't know. We hope. We it's hope. a sequel to the best trilogy of Star Wars films. Even if it, like, is even up- just this moment, like, the, so they've been so good about how they've done trailers and, like, yeah. little previews and just, like, how they've been slowly leaking out information. Like, they, I'm, this is good enough for me. The excitement. The pre-excitement. Yeah, like, because yeah. how do you match up to that? I mean, like, the hype is... Can you think of a movie that's been more, like, overhyped or hype? We don't know if it's overhyped, but can yeah. you think of a movie that's, like, an, is anticipated as much as this I, I can't think of one. It's completely crazy. I mean, they showed Han Solo on screen, you know, when he comes back and we're home, you know, on the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. I mean, I've seen And I that cry tra- every single yeah. time. Oh, and, I don't want to talk about my trailer. trailers made me cry. Every theater erupts. You'll be, whatever, pick a movie you're at. The theater's like, oh, yeah. fuck whatever movie we're seeing. <laughs> exactly. No, it's huge, man. It's going to be a big deal. So uh, prepare yourself by reading a bunch of good Star Wars comics. Yeah. It's yeah. just been a masterful promotional release, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. Well, they got us all super jazzed. Like, you know, I'm in that point where I want to, like, buy pajamas. You know, that's where I'm at. Like, if I see Star Wars cereal when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. The, the Star Wars Pop-Tarts, thank you. I'll yeah, take you're kind of boxes. a sucker for theme pajamas, I am. though. I am. Did you, hear, being honest. you heard they're doing a yeah. theme park. I Disney did. announced that they're doing a Star Wars theme park. Well, as part of Disneyland or Disney World. Disney, both. Yeah, yeah. they're like both? putting a little Star Wars zone in there. Oh, it's not little, my friend. It's like crazy. It's quite large. It's huge. <laughs> it's bigger than Harry Potter World. Yeah. Which is very large. So now I can go... To Disney World yeah. and not go to Disney World at all because I don't I don't want to go to Disney World. I can go to Star Wars Land and I can go to Harry Potter World. And I, can... I was gonna say I haven't been to Potter World yet, but now you mix Potter World and Star Wars World. I got to go. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> all right, that was our theme park roundup. Let's move on to uh, <laughs> Nick. What's what's your big pick, <laughs> man? Move on to my pick, which was Headlopper Number One. Quarterly adventure comic. We all fought for this. That was. Oh yeah, we did. This is again. It's our collective pick. I think. God darn it, it was good. Let's all pick this. Okay. Andrew McLean. Um, this is a dude that is not on my radar. No. And this is a no-brainer. I think. I think everybody should buy this comic. Yep. yep. Um, and I don't know. That's the premise of this whole little segment is that we pick three comics, and those are the ones that you should buy. Yeah. This one in particular. Like I get that, but I'm. This is. No shit. Easily the best comic I read all week. I think you guys both feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Ra- so, Rachel Polk, the producer, read it and was like, holy crap, I only want to read this comic now forever. She, <laughs> she, that's what she said. I just want to keep <laughs> reading this comic. So, oh, this is a, so this is a five ninety nine comic, but it is huge. How many pages are we looking? It's like 60 pages. I feel like it feels like 100, but I don't know. It's I, I think they say in the back. It's 50 to 60 pages. It's going to come out quarterly. No. Zach Gorman did a, a little. Oh. Zach Gorman, you're cool. Man, yeah, pe- pick up Andrew McLean's Headlopper from Image Tomorrow. Here's a little fan art I did to show my love. Ooh, we're looking at, yeah. Yeah, that's a Zach Gorman Headlopper image. That's cool. Nice work, pal. That is a really good. Great drawing. So uh, Headlopper is about, so he's kind of Conan-ish. He's a wandering badass. Swordsman for Swordsman hire. Swordsman for sword. hire. Yeah, he's a cell sword. Okay. And, uh... He carries around with him uh, a witch's head that he severed, that he lopped yep. at one point, mm-hmm. and it's still alive. She won't die. But it's like incredibly powerful, and he can't get rid of it. Yeah. And she's super obnoxious and like very evil, 
Mm-hmm. But you can't. She, he can't just let it go. He's got to carry it around everywhere. He, this is like his burden. Yeah. This is like his hair shirt. He's got to like carry this head around for the rest of his life. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. He doesn't care because he's just doing it, and he's just traveling around. So in the very opening, he fights like a what would you call it? Like a giant lizard, sea monster, like a sea monster, a crack in a, off yeah. of a ship. Um, this book is just masterfully done. It's got kind of a what would you call it? I would say a Mike Mignola kind of art style. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. Um, little INJ Colbert. I, 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 see got that. It, I got some nodes of that. Yeah. Yep. The panel work is masterful. Yes. So there's a lot of stuff in here that I think there's a lot of pieces of dialogue that just as a one off piece of dialogue wouldn't work. Like it wouldn't land if the art wasn't perfect. Yeah. Like if he wasn't doing the perfect action or it was the perfect piece of like presentation or movement for this weird-ass cheesy thing that he's saying. Yeah, he's kind of a mix between Conan and Thor Mm -hmm. as he's got like a very Thor-esque dialect. But man, there's a scene where he's with his blacksmith buddy and they're going back and forth and I was like shaking in my chair. I was so excited. It's just like, thou shall not. It's just so good. Yeah, it's done in that kind of dialect i don't know this high fantasy yeah. kind of dialect and at one point he got what does the blacksmith say to him he's like hold on i gotta find this line yeah I, I like how he has no time for nobody like little kids are like headlopper i love you he's like be gone child yeah. you know the, the villagers are no like, boy yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so funny man. man this would make such a cool animated series if they could pull it off i can see that yeah i want who do I want to be the voice of Headlopper? I wonder. Like a ye- oh, like a young Sean Connery. They describe him as having a deep, booming voice. Yeah. So. Yeah, even after. So he's talking to this blacksmith, and the blacksmith is like, he's talking about the head of the giant monster that he saw, like, sitting in the lake. Yeah. He said, even after baking in the sun, I could see it was the cut of a master or a lesser god. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Shit is cool, man. Yeah. Yep. And it's, the whole book is... It's not taking itself too seriously because it kind of has that Gendy Tartovsky kind of, you know, uh, Samurai Jack style yeah. kind of silliness, cartooniness in some ways, but it's played totally straight. But that's the crazy thing about this, and I think Samurai Jack's a great comparison. Samurai Jack is somehow still like very narratively driven mm-hmm. and serious, like in a way, even though it's kind of wink wink. You know, yeah. it's it's weird how this book I think threads that line like perfectly, because it's not a comedy. It made me laugh, you know. Right. Um, the aesthetic is just I, I don't know. It, he just totally nailed it. Um, I'm gonna be watching this dude forever now. The action Andrew sequences McClane. are totally the action sequences are great. so good. It's got a universe that like by the end of it I was just totally fucking enthralled and yeah. like, ready for more. Um, while doing the the high fantasy thing, which has been done to death, and he's found a new way to do it. Yep, I'm buying it tomorrow. I yeah. want to make sure I get a first print of this one. And the the color change, Nick, you noticed, and I I I didn't realize, but the the color changes at one point in the story, like the the yeah, last so, third of it or so. So Andrew McLean drew the whole thing. He wrote the whole thing. Uh, Matt Mike Spicer, excuse me, did the colors for the first two parts. Yeah. And the colors for the first two parts kind of have a, you know, it has a great look. It has yeah. all those things that we were talking about. It's got kind of the the BPRD style, you know, color. Very competently done. Yes. Not very vibrant. Colors. Very vibrant. But then for part three, Andrew McLean 
does the colors, and it just totally changes. And he's in a new area of the world, so that's part of why it looks so different. Yeah. Um, but it's like pastels, and it's brighter, um, and it's so good looking. And it looks better than the rest of the book, somehow. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it until you pointed out. I, I thought this part of the world just looked this way. Yeah, but there's also but like there's a little a, bit more detail going on. It's a pretty distinct change. Anyway, it was a it was a great experience. One of the best books I've read in a yep. long time. Yeah, that's Headlopper number one, quarterly adventure comic. I feel I like you that. have to say that every single time. I think you do. Uh, and this is an image comics book, covered by Raphael Grampa. I loved it. Grampa's so good. Yeah, Headlopper. I want to see some Headlopper cosplay. Oh, dope! Yeah. In a big way. Leave that comic out because I want to talk about the cover in a second. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like uh, how there's scenes in this book. He has a huge white beard and a huge head of white hair, and sometimes like his, he'll be drawn a little smaller, and you can only see like his head's all white, and you can just see two little lines where his eyes yeah. should be. It's just like, how do you Super do good. a new take on the fantasy thing, and especially like the wandering warrior king, yeah. like fantasy thing? How do you do that? And he looks cool. He's got a different kind of look. He's got this giant white beard. He's got yep. this weird-ass head that he's carrying around everywhere. Yep. It was just so good. No, this is exactly how you do it. This is why you can't make rules. You know, you'd say, yeah, hey. Yeah, you can't say no more fantasy. Like, no more no more traveling swords. Right. Because then you would not have the coolest book that came out this week, maybe. That's Headlopper. Headlopper, Headlopper number one. Our picks this week, um, in summation, we had Quake number one. Uh, which was uh, from Marvel Comics. We had Star Wars Shattered Empire. I'm not going to say the whole title. And then Headlopper number one. Those with the big picks. We did all number ones this week, guys. Oh, good, good job. job, everybody. Bravo. The system works. So I've separated our comics for uh, the, the pull box. You've pre-separated Ooh, I, them? Yeah, I pre-separated them for all of us. Well, I, that was really polite. Thank you. I think I got it right. I think I got it right. Let's dip, uh, Let's just dig right in. Okay. Let's do it. What, uh, what else came out this week? Because three comics is... Never enough, as they say. So Rebels, part six of six. Mm-hmm. The first arc is concluded. I talked about this book a lot when it was first coming out, and then I, I kind of stopped talking about it because a lot of people were reading it. This uh, Brian Wood book about the Revolutionary War yeah. um, has continued to kick a colossal amount of historic ass um, issue after issue. Now it's all wrapped up. Uh, if you haven't started this book and you can get it, get it now. But also, man, I'm so pumped for this trade to come out. This book is a masterpiece of historical fiction. I agree. And uh, Andrea Moody is the artist? Correct. And Jordi Belair, Belair colors it? Yeah. Oh, Jordy It looks Belair. so good. It looks good, and uh, it's it's just like a, it's a good fucking book. It, yeah. It, 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 it got a really nice plot progression, and uh, man, the Revolutionary War, like, is an interesting time in our history. There should be more <laughs> things about it. It's a really, like, turmoil is everywhere. Um, I really dug it. Rebels, uh, this is six of six, but, man, get ready for the trade. Yeah. My favorite part about that book is the Brian Wood thing that he does so well, which is it's told from the perspective of people on the ground. And so you could put it in any kind of, I think, historical setting, Yeah, and it would still kick butt. Brian Wood has done that time and time again. He's really good at that, at taking these things that are kind of like weird abstractions. Like, yeah. I think about Vikings, but I think about a boat and a sword, and then I stop thinking about exactly. Vikings. And he makes you think about the family of the dude that got yeah. off the boat and made the sword. He it, has it, a bed, and they go fishing, and yeah. it's really cold, and this time of the year is like this, and this is the dynamic of the village. And yep, he's yeah. very, very good at that. Yep. So that's Rebels. 
Awesome. I'm going to pick uh, Mirror's Edge. Extortium. Number one. Extortium? Did you play this game, Curtis? Extort? Extortium? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. It's based on a video game. It is. Uh, The first Mirror's Edge came out a few years ago. It was a neat, weird, parkour, first-person game. Yeah, I liked it. Had a killer visual style. It did. Um, It didn't sell very well, and I guess it's coming back. They're going to do a sequel now. They're making a new one. Um, This is like a training level to a video game. In what way? In comic book form. It kind of introduces you to the character. introduces you to the mechanics of the world. This is what my job is. This is what I do. This is how I get around the world. Let me meet my handler. Let me meet the main villain of the... That sounds kind of trite and dumb. Yeah, uh, but I enjoyed it somehow. Oh, okay. The dialogue was pretty good. The art's very nice. The coloring is very nice. It's very stylized like the games, the clothes and everything. I enjoyed it. Is it done in the aesthetic of the games? It is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. A lot cool. of whites, a lot of, a lot of reds. reds. Yeah, yeah. It's very nice. Um, surprisingly, Mirror's Edge, Extortium, number one. Extortium? I don't like that word either. All right. It's like a future word, you guys. It's like a future parkour world word. I'm going to pick Bitch Planet. Uh, this is Bitch Planet number five. This is the end of the arc. The new volume is coming out. Um, shortly, I think in Soon. October, early yeah. October. We're gonna have to take a look at that. Um, we don't deserve Bitch Planet. We don't deserve a comic this good. It's too good for the world. You're saying it's too fucking smart and it's too good. It, it's just firing on all cylinders. It's getting better as it goes. Uh, if you're not reading Bitch Planet, you need to get your shit together right now. We were talking about this issue today a little bit and how the Cormanisms are being peeled back. And uh, how we thought sort of that yep. women in prison thing. That's how they got in the door. Yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a take on that. And, you know, they're still maybe using that to a certain degree. Sure. But it's going way beyond that now. And yep. I care about all of these characters as characters now. And every book, she has these little touches. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of this book, I just want to do this real quick, you guys. I'm sorry. No, do it. I Go for it. Bitch planet real quick. No, it's a great book. So at the beginning of this book, we get this listing of different prisoners, and we get to hear about like their crimes. Yes. It's just like quick little blurbs. So oh, my goodness. Katrina Cat, James uh, Freyer, I'm not pronouncing that last name right, She was uh, she's incarcerated for seduction and disappointment, emotional manipulation, assault. Oh, my. oh brother. This other woman, uh, was uh, it was for patrilineal dishonor. You know, and this stuff is kind of like funny, but it's I found this issue less funny and more gut punchy. It was not it's not funny. Yeah. You know, cuz you can go ha 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 like that and then you go, "Oh, yeah, wait." Yeah. You know, like the guy says, "I better ask my wife first about something." And the dude's like, "Yeah, um I would keep that to yourself." Exactly. If you're going to do Don't that. ever say that again where anyone can hear you. Yeah. The in the very beginning of the book, uh there's a there's a like a female anchor and she kicks it over to the dude on the ground and he goes, "Thanks, sweetheart." He calls her sweetheart like three different times. Yeah. It is rough. This, uh, we don't deserve Bitch Planet. I'm not doing it justice. It's a damn fine comic book. It's a good book. The first trade will be out in a couple weeks and it'll be 10 bucks because it's from Image Comics. Get it for the comic book. Get it for the the essays, the feminist essays at the back of it. There's a great uh, uh, non-compliant tattoo gallery in the back of this ish. Yep. That's pretty dang cool. So, So, yep, that's Bitch Planet. What else you got? Also coming out this week, Diesel from Boombox. It's a cool little all-ages book. It's got some elements of steampunk. It's a little fantasy sci-fi adventure with this young character named Diesel who's about to inherit her father's uh, balloon city. Yeah, basically a giant oh, flying Christ. city. That sounds really steampunky. Yeah, but it's 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 not so steampunky I, I didn't enjoy it. So, do you guys remember when the world was steampunk? 
when like we couldn't escape it when every yeah. every customer came in asking for a steam, there was like a, a moment that, yeah. that that happened i feel like we that wave crested i think you're right and i'm glad yeah i i yeah i i want to like it but then i you know i always think of that portlandia episode the steampunk episode of portland i'm like oh yeah right my thing is i don't know that episode oh, oh they go to a, a steampunk convention yeah and it's uh it's the worst. Yeah, I was in a steampunk wedding. Oh yeah, did I remember that. Did you wear that. gears and stuff? I did, and I want to stop talking about it right now. So, so I no no no, but I just <laughs> got back from the Renaissance Festival. Uh-huh. Yeah, and people will show up in steampunk gear. Do they the get Ren- thrown out? I some of us who are more traditional uh, will openly mock them. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> no, you want people to like what they like, and it's fine. I like a lot of stuff that you know people. You know, you don't have to like. I think on it, on its face, it's like not even the worst thing in the world. I just feel like so much shitty stuff was yes. birthed out of that. Yeah. Yes, e- and that we missed out on some some cool sure. shit that could be based in that world. I've read some good books that were yeah. you, you would call a steampunk. Book. Absolutely. Uh, but th- let's say a Wild Blue Yonder was a cool steampunk book. Yeah. And uh, if I was at the Renaissance Fair, I would definitely be like, "Hey, sorry, you got to wear this improper gear. Like, you can't come as You're an out. astronaut. You're out. Sorry. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like Zeppelin captain." Trying to enjoy a frothy ale. No, we're gonna in my have a historically popular mug. Yeah, like can we have orcs at the Renaissance or is it oh, like yeah. realistic? No, it's only orcs like are jousting. Cool. No, okay. orcs, orcs are cool. cool. Yeah, orcs are cool. All right. So that was uh, Tyson Hess's Diesel. Yeah, number one. it's quite nice. Excellent. I enjoyed it. What else you got, Curtis? I'm gonna go with Batman number forty-four. I won't drone on about it, but it's Snyder, a uh, guest episode uh, by Jock, artist by Jock. This is a great episode, and it's a one shot. It stands out. It's not part of the ongoing Mister Bloom storyline. Nito, I'm gonna pick Tet. Uh, this was an IDW number one. Comics experience is like all over this thing. This is apparently like a comics course. You can like take classes in how to make comics. Oh, I have to do some research and learn more about this, but I think that this is the result of a workshop that happened with I comics see. experience. Um, the writing was super. Yes, great. I thought it was really really cool. It's I a agree. story about a a dude in Vietnam. Um, and maybe he's helping to investigate a murder of some locals and an American soldier. Yeah. And the dialogue was great. The pacing was great. The art left me feeling no emotion whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad per se. It just right. did nothing for me. But that's it, but the writing I thought was really, really strong. Yeah. And, and I want to know more about like the project that made this happen. And Tet number one, that's the Tet Offensive? Is what yes, that it, refers it takes to? place during the Tet Offensive. Okay. Yep, or cool. right before it begins. Uh, IDW number one, Tet. Awesome. Marks, cool. you got anything else? No, no, I'm, I'm solid. I think we're good. All cool. right, let's uh, move on. Let's uh, let's do a very quick this week in Secret Wars. Oh yeah, great. There's a bunch of Secret Wars books coming there out. There is a bunch of Secret Wars c- books coming out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of them real quick. Giant size little Marvel is coming out. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows. This book is super super great. Curtis is all about it. Secret Wars 2099. One of my favorite Secret Wars books. 1602. Witch Hunter Angela, part three is out. This book is is really, really great. Agreed. Uh, Miss Deadpool and the Howling Commandos, A-Force, which is just killing it, Siege number three, Red Skull number three, and Korvac Saga number four. Korvac Saga, I didn't realize, was written by Dan Abnett. I've been now ignoring it. you have to read it, the whole thing. Now, yep, now I have to read the whole thing. Yes, yep. you do. I, so, uh, the, so that's This Week in Secret Wars. That's This Week yeah. in Secret Wars. Very expertly done, Thank Marcus. You. Thank you. Uh, and it was pointed out to me recently that we rattle through a lot of comics. Oh, we do. So if you have any questions, everything that we talk about goes on our website. It's superskullshow.com. So if you're trying to remember, what's that book that they were talking about that didn't sound horrible? Yeah. It, it's on our website. There is a, there's a Raybot, uh, Rachel Polk, our esteemed producer, 
puts all of that stuff up. So, and you can just find it under the episode notes. Yeah. So, speaking of Secret Wars, real quick, uh, we were reading today release dates. Number eight of Secret Wars doesn't come out till November, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how that's going to work because we yeah. have all new, all different Marvel now number ones coming out starting in a couple of weeks. So this is, you know, the reality of these things. I'm loving Secret Wars. It's real good. Blah, yep. blah, 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 I love Secret Wars. I say it every single week. It's really good. It's but, fine. Um, the, you know, also, it's a big silly crossover. Don't think about it too hard. Because I had that same thought. I was like, oh. But I mean, am I going to read Invincible Iron Man number one and learn some secret? Is it going to spoil some secret? Or is it all just like probably doesn't really matter at exactly. all? And it's just like enjoy, it's the, enjoy the ride or yeah. don't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I won't think about it too I'm hard. not shutting you down. No, I'm just okay. saying because I had that thought too. Yeah. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Planet Hulk came out this week as well. Hey, I mentioned that one. One got of my it. favorite Secret Wars books. You are no longer remiss. The cover on that one is really great. It's a Hulk eyeball, but in the eye, the shield of Captain America. Oh. A Hulk eyeball. Yep. Cool. You love that comic. I do love you, that comic. You love Devil Dinosaur riding Captain America. Yeah, other way around, but yeah. Very good. Yeah. We had some graphic novels released this week. We did. Not that one. We're going to talk about uh, Descender Volume 1 real quick. Mm-hmm. That's Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. We love this comic. This is about a young uh, robot named Tim21. Yep. And uh, he's the last AI robot in the whole universe, and everybody wants to get at him. Some giant galactic-sized beings ate all the worlds. And uh, it was uh, a rough time for humanity, and uh, the hunt is on for Tim and his little robot doggy. This book's nine ninety nine. I think we can all agree it's one of the best books Coming out right now? Yes. We're all in love with it? Yep, agreed. Yeah, so that's Descender Volume 1. Jeff Lemire, Dustin Nguyen. The name of that book is, uh, so it's Descender, but the name of the volume is Tin Stars. Ooh. Jeff Lemire can just name the shit out of a book. Yeah. He's so good at naming an arc. Yeah, he is. Ugh. Ugh. Cool. Hey, it says right on the cover, your new sci-fi obsession is here. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Entertainment Weekly. You're right. Oh, that makes me sad. That Thanks is- for the blurb. I'm- Entertainment Weekly is writing about a Jeff Lemire book. Why does that make you sad? Are you ready for this, dudes? I got interviewed by Entertainment Weekly about comic books and the state of the comic book industry. When? This is last week. I forgot to tell you guys. Are you oh, serious? Yeah, why would you mention that? Yeah, well, I, I, was, I forgot. I'm sorry. So they, they just called you out of the blue. They did. They set it up with Liz and then... They called, and then, so maybe it will Did be... Did it air? I don't know yet. Did it, was it like a video, audio? No, 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 it's, he's writing an article, so I don't know where it's going to go, if it's on the internet, on Entertainment Weekly's website, or whatever like this, so... What a crock of shit, yeah. I can't believe I didn't know about this. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't sent me the proof yet, so it's not up yet, I can tell you that, yeah. so, oh, all right. I'm super glad we're friends and in this together. Um, <laughs> little Look, robot? I'm a space cadet, I've been playing a lot of Mad Max, I got stuff on my mind. Uh, little Robot comes out this week. It's a little all-ages book by Ben Hetke. Uh He writes the Zeta of the Space Girl series, which is one of my favorites. Um, this book is adorable. It's a it's a thousand percent adorable and great. And if you have a basic reading skill, you can get into this book. I love it. I'm going to recommend it to everyone. It's so cute. It makes me happy. It does look really cute. It's super cute. I agree. Saga Volume 5 came out this week. What? I don't know that that needs a pitch. It's out. It's just finally out. The amount of people that are... I told somebody that it was coming out. They were in the store Monday. Yeah. And they were like, man, do you know when the next Saga volume's so coming out? So this is the thing. is, I feel like Saga is hitting... It has not even hit critical mass yet. Like more and more people are reading it. So more and more people are like... They're crushing it too. So they're yeah. reading four volumes in a month or whatever. Yep. And they're starting to realize that comics have to be released. 
Right. Yeah. That all and and like sometimes they're pissed. Well, no, this lady was ecstatic. I told her it was coming. I was like, she was in the store Monday. I was like, oh, it's coming out in two days, and she was just, you could just see. Oh, like, that's the best possible yeah. it answer. Made her whole week. Yeah. 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 I had a similar experience. With it's the awesome. It's great. So. Um, also, uh, Chrononauts. We talked about Chrononauts a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna be real honest about this book Do for it. a second. Can I be Please. real honest? Um, it's a bro book. Yeah. And if you want that little bro itch. It's a mix of like Top Gun and. If you want a bro itch, I don't know. I don't if you know want to scratch look, that bro I, I can itch, be a, I can be a little of a bit of a bro sometimes. No, yep, no. it's true. Don't, um, don't. I, it's, no. it's true. It's true. It is. I was saying. No, I don't, like I don't know what to tell you. That's how I was saying it oh, too. Okay. Of course, well, we all know. Yeah, like muscle cars and freedom. I don't know. Get off my ass. Um, <laughs> Chrononauts can scratch that little bit of a bro itch. It is Mark Millar. So uh, the ending is kind of meh. It's two bros time traveling around yep. time doing whatever they want. And it's kind of fun. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, is, is it going to change comics forever? No. Is it a fun little dude adventure? Sure is. It's got uh, art by Sean Gordon Murphy, so yeah. that ain't nothing. Sure looks good. It, it, yeah, it looks great. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh, I don't know if I'd say I really liked it. I liked it enough to read it and uh, enjoy it. Brono Knots. Brono Knots, number one, coming out from Image Comics, nine ninety nine. What it if was, we can? It was pretty good. What if? So what if? What if we could finally do whatever we want with no consequences? With no. Co- what all any, the cars? Any broad? All the babes? We could kill whoever we want. We could do all the drugs. Every Mark Miller book <laughs> ever <laughs> fucking made. What about Secret Service? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> what about Kickass? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's move on. We, I, I, I can. We can do a whole thing, and we have in the past. We can just keep blazing on Mark Millar. I mean, it's no problem. He's got hey, a whole world. In all, yeah. in all seriousness, uh, little robot. Please, 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 everyone, check it out. It little is robot. all ages, and by that, I mean it's for everyone who has a heart that's yep. beating. And again, SuperSkillShow.com. All of the stuff yep. that we just talked about yep. is listed. Let's move on to a new segment. It's the cover of the week. Burp, 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 burp. Whoop whoop! It's the cover of the week. Whoop. Whoop! That's the cover of the week. <laughs> Ooh, nicely done. Unrehearsed. That was just off the cuff. So um, the cover for... All right, so I want to make some rules for cover of the week. Right. Yeah. You're not allowed to just... This is an audio, audible medium. Yes. They can't see this thing. And the whole point of cover of the week is that it looks good. Right. So you can't just say it's awesome. Right. It's so cool, though, man. It's like great. It's a great cover. You can't just say how great it is. Okay. You have to say something insightful about it that makes mm. it better than other covers. Got okay. it. What are they doing in this cover that other covers don't do? Can I do Miss Marvel? Do you think? Can, can I give it a shot? You do all of it. Yeah, I want you to do it. This uh, week's cover. I like how you were talking quiet about. I it. was. I'm, tr- I'm trying to do my art critic voice. No, it's great. Yeah. Uh, this week's cover of Miss Marvel number eighteen, Last Days of Miss Marvel, is. Why per- was it special? It, it's particularly excellent. It shows. Young Kamala sitting on a bench with a gentleman. Uh-huh. Uh, two thought bubbles arise above their heads. The gentleman, he just wants to hold hands with Kamala Khan. He's been in love with her for so long. You can tell that he deeply likes her. Kamala, on the other hand, doesn't have time for that shit. And is instead thinking about being praised by all the Avengers that she looks up to. It's incredibly adorable. The art is wonderful. Um, Why? W- because the... Art that is used in the thought bubbles is different than the art of the two, so you can tell it's kind of the contrast between reality and imagination. And the fantasy, the ideal. The ideal above. It's wonderful. 
Man, the the Lady Thor in particular, Thor, and uh, the Carol Danvers in Kamala Khan's thought bubble. It's just like we've all been to both points of these thoughts in our lives, and to see them together, and both of them are just so content daydreaming about it. No action needs to take place. Yeah. You learn, you know, just from looking. At this I think this is the cover of the week because you learn so much about these two characters from this. Like I know so much about where yeah. they're at, where both of them are at, and they're yeah. subverting the thing. It's the dude. He's thinking about romance. He's thinking about holding her hand. She's thinking about nothing of the kind. She's thinking about being a kick-ass superhero. Yeah, uh, it's a really good cover. It's a great cover. Even the Hulk is happy that Kamala's on the Avengers. Look yeah, the that. Hulk's just got a big old smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big old grin. He's so yeah. happy. Also, uh, this week we. Uh, it needs to be uh, talked about just a little bit more. This is the runner-up. This is the runner-up. Headlopper uh, number one has just a dynamite cover on it. It's great because it's taking the high fantasy style. It's a mix. Of, I would say it's a mix of modern comic art and Norse mythology, traditional Norse uh, illustrations put together. So it's Raphael Grampa. Mm-hmm. He's doing an impression of the of Mr. McLean, yeah. the artist of the actual book of the interiors of the book. John McClane from Die Hard the Movie? Yep, that's right. Got it. Cool. And uh, so it's still got those little Raphael Grampa touches, but it's like kind of more angular, okay. like McClane stuff is. Look at this fucking Claymore. It's so nice. I love a good Claymore. That's a big old Claymore. That's a big Claymore. It's a and, and the cool thing is is that this cover is like not lazy at all, right? So like he could this could just be this part of the sword could just be one tone gray, but like he's really getting in there and putting detail on the wrappings and Oh, it's just such a great sword. We're also like looking up at him. He just looks huge. He like looks, the headlopper looks yeah. huge. He's like a frost giant. Yeah. 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 The perspective is oh, great. It's so cool. Yep. Headlopper, you've you've won my heart. And you've also won this week's runner up prize in the cover of the week. Congratulations. All right, let's move on. All right. Do we have any more new segments? Oh, there's so Oh, we got new segments for days. Days. Here just we go. days. We could easily be here another forty five. 55 minutes. No prob. You're welcome, Rachel. Rachel Polk. <laughs> Actually, we let's uh this is the second iteration of our new segment. What's up with your world? I hey, love Marcus. this segment. Yeah. What's up with your world? Um, so I have some exciting developments in my life. Um, I'm getting a second vehicle. I'm becoming a classic car owner. Say what? what? Yeah. So my family, I come from, uh, you know, certain families like, oh, I'm a Ford family. I'm a, I'm a Honda family. Yeah. My, my family's a Jeep family. Got it. Yeah. Um, the Jeeps. The Jeeps. Marcus, the Jeeps. That's right. Uh, I currently drive a Wrangler. Um, God, I love the name of that car so much. It's so fun to the say. Jeep <laughs> the Jeep Wrangler. The Jeep Wrangler. God, it's great. Um, but so my dad, my father, um, is, is a big military history guy like myself. He bought a 1946 Willys CJ. 2A, the first civilian Jeep, essentially, is Whoa. what this is. We've had it for a couple of years now. We, we use it for Memorial Day parades and whatnot. It's painted all OD green. Oh, wow. Um, recently, someone offered to sell him a 1942 Willys, which is the actual military stamped made for World War II model, and he purchased it. Um, so now he's got two classic Jeeps. Well, I've, I've offered to take one off his hand, so it's coming to Ann Arbor. If you see a dude trolling around Ann Arbor in an OD green old school Jeep. It's probably me. I'm so excited to own this vehicle. What does OD mean? I was going to say, what's OD? Oh, sorry. It's the camo green. OD okay. green. But OD, is that, does that stand old for dirty? something? Old <laughs> I, dirty? I, Olive dirty? Olive drab. Olive drab. That's oh, what it is. That's OD green. Yeah. I've definitely painted some uh, A10 Thunderbolt model kits Sure. OD green. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, it's true. the dilemma I have now is the, the CJ that I'm getting is painted this military style. But I'm it, sorry, what, CJ? 
Civilian Jeep. Okay. Yep. I'm uh, just trying to stick yeah, with the acronyms. No, sorry, yeah. Jeeps are broken up into different J models. It doesn't, either way. So this Jeep is a civilian Jeep, and it did come in this green, but it also came in a color called the Michigan Yellow. What? Mm-hmm. Because all of the Willys were made in Toledo. Come on. Um, so now my dilemma is, do I do I make it green? Do I leave it green? Or do I switch it over to this really pastel Michigan yellow? I don't know yet. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll find out more. Wow. Hey, I want to be a classic car owner. I'm, I'm pretty that's excited. That's awesome. exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Hey, Curtis. Yes. What's up with your world? Well, I'm going to take it back to the holiday, the Labor Day holiday. Which was yesterday as of this recording. Yeah. And I, we had a bunch of food. We had some pals over. You guys came over. Thanks for having us over. Thanks for, yeah, man. Hey, it was no, really nice. No problem, dudes. I got to cook some food. I love to cook. Yeah. So I made some ribs. You're really, really good at cooking. Thanks, man. I'm working on it. Your um, ribs make me want to do irrational things. Oh, good. Yeah. Like there. So we were at the barbecue and we were eating ribs and like other people were coming and like showing up late to the barbecue and like Liz, you're, you know Liz Sullivan. Yes. Uh, Curtis's wife. She was like putting stuff together, like maybe setting some food aside for other people to get there. And I like had the thought in my mind, like maybe I'm just gonna go. T- fucking take some and just like take it somewhere well you like know, i was gonna steal it and yeah. not allow someone else to enjoy it well, like yeah. that's the thought i had for They're, a second they came late to the barbecue like you yeah know, you rationalize it like it should be here I and mean, my first thought was like fuck those guys i'm <laughs> i am gonna eat that stuff well good yeah i try to new that's r- what that's what your ribs do well yeah. you're welcome they turn you into a, a bad, selfish person. Turned me into a real jerk. <laughs> well, I, I didn't do it. My favorite thing about you know. Sullivan Barbecues is we got Nick and I got so inspired by Curtis's cooking. They were like, "Do we dig a giant pit yeah, in Curtis's oh, yeah. yard yeah, and cook a whole animal?" You guys in it. planned out the next. This was not drill digging. No. I've already done the research. Started doing the research. Really? I, I really want to dig a giant pit in your. Well, in your yard. I got nothing but yard, so let's do it. All right, we're gonna do that. Cool. All right, so uh, yeah, thanks for coming over. Thanks for hanging out and eating food. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have nothing to add. I had a great time at that barbecue. Nick, um, we played racquetball yesterday. We did. Marcus and I. What yeah, a great I, Labor Day. It was a, it, it was a nice Labor Day. It you was guys fantastic. Played racquetball on Labor Day? Yep. We did. Oh, cool. Before that barbecue. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. That's probably a good idea cuz you're going to pack on some some pounds. Yes. You know what? The, it, I did feel much less guilty because we I I did a lot of sweating playing racquetball against you. It was nice. We 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 worked up a sweat. Yeah, the two Nick of us. Nick beat me all three games. I'm not ashamed to say it, but I had a blast. Racquetball is so much fun. It's so much nice. fun. Uh, listeners, if you want to play doubles, let us know. Yeah. You know, now that I say that, there are two listeners that are brothers <laughs> in my mind that are going to take us up on that offer and uh, destroy and just you, destroy Shit. us. Yeah. Offer nope. rescinded. <laughs> it's all for fun, though. No, I'm going mean. to try and get re- uh, Curtis on that racquetball court. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Well, gonna happen. Okay. I'm calling you out right okay. now. Right. I also think, um, also while we're talking about my world, I thought of a bet. Last week, we uh, were talking about making a bet over CM Punk. Yep. And he's writing a new book. Drax. He's writing Drax. And your assertion was that Drax would wrestle within the first three issues. Three yep. issues. Three issues. Yeah. And, it, and I, it was like in what? It was in a cage match? It's got to be in, in some a wrestling form ring. of like enclosure like with gladiatorial. Well, I, like if he pulls a Peter Parker and like falls through a ceiling and ends in a wrestling ring, I'm going ca- to count that. Yeah, if he's in a wrestling ring, then clearly. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's so going to wrestle. So that's what we're saying. He's yep. gonna, you're saying he's going to wrestle. Whether it's MMA fighting, it's going to be some form of caged yep. ranked combat. And I think that's fully bullshit. And so you're... Bet yep. you wanted me to do what? Do you remember? Call me champion. I gotta call you champion, as if like you know, as like, if you had won a wrestling match. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I gotta call you champ for a week or champion. Champion, full title. So okay. it's 
champion. Marcus Schwimmer. Like, what do you got to say? Oh, just, champion. just champion. You can just leave it at champion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That I and I accept those terms. But if I win, I would like you to write a book report on CM Punk. How long? Three pages. Double space, single space. I'll, we'll go double space, but you have to fill up the whole thing. And it's, it's about Done. And it's about his written work yep. and his and a biography. Done. About CM Punk. Done. How long does Nick have to call you champion? One, One week. Yes. One Seven week. Seven days. All right. And then we're going to record the book report as a special one-off. You're assuming you're going to win, and let me tell you what, you're going to be wrong. Maybe we'll just post the book no, report no, on Super Scott's show. We're going to do a dramatic <laughs> reading and see if it's funny, and if it's funny, we're going to put it on okay. the podcast. But right. um, you don't think they're going to appease the fans, and they're going to appease the wrestling fans that are going to come to Drax for Sam. The only way to decide this is with a bet. Well, the bet is, is placed, my friend. The bet is placed. Oh, you're so screwed. I can't wait to All be right. champion. I can't okay. wait to win another <laughs> bet with you. Woo. Outstanding. Let's take a, a little... Let's let's shift places, shall we? Shall we sidle over to the board game corner? Let's do it. This looks cozy over there. Marcus is already sitting over there. He's got a little game set up. What do you got set up over in the I've corner there, buddy? You're all set up. In my, this is. I want you to imagine we're sitting in a Viking tent. In a long boat. A long boat. There's playing... snow is falling on okay. this cold water, and two men sit together playing a tile game. That tile game, Jarl. Jarl mm-hmm. is a game based on a n- another pretty well known game called the Duke. And it's a mix, it's very chess-like in nature. Mm-hmm. You have tiles that represent different types of infantrymen and specialized characters. Okay. And they can attack in certain ways, and they can defend in certain ways. Um, and you in, the, in the same way in a chess game, like each piece has one particular like move set. Sure, but in, in Ural, in the Duke, not only can individual pieces only move in certain ways, they can only attack and defend in certain ways. Uh-huh. And when I use said tile... I flip it over and it has a different subset of rules. Oh. So it's really, really, really great. Um, I am not a huge fan of chess, mostly mm. because I've never been able to be mildly good at it. But Ural is really, really wonderful. I, I've, I had a fun time with the first game because when I flipped those pieces over, I haven't memorized all of them yet. And I think it would take me a long time to memorize both sides of all the pieces. So it's like you flip it over and there's a little bit of an element of surprise there on like mm-hmm. what that piece can do oh. next. And what's the goal is to the goal just is to, to knock all the other knock all the other out? pieces out. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. All the other pieces. That's how you win. Domination. There's Dominate, not a king yep. or a queen or a Nope. Okay. Uh is there a chieftain? There's a chieftain. Okay. Yeah. You can win if you take yep. out the chieftain. Yep. That's Got right. It. All right. Um it's a great game. And here's the cool thing about it. So Ural is uh themed for the Viking TV show on History Channel, which I love. Um, really? At, specifically after the TV show? Yep. And what's it called? It's just called Vikings, right? Yeah, that's the TV show. Okay. Yep. But the pieces are very Viking themed. The Duke is medieval England themed. So you c- and they're different. They're different pieces mm-hmm. in those two games. But if you wanted to do a Norse invasion of England, you can play the two games against each that's other. That's pretty cool. Which seems really, really neat. Um, I'm super excited. It's a great game. And the tiles, while they're like a plastic resin, they're made to look like stone and they have little chips in them. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this game LARPing, guys. Yeah. That's why I got it. It Sounds looks wonderful. It's great. And the pieces feel really well. Um, I I love it. I want to play it so much more. And I want to play it against the Duke. I want to play it. Yeah, I'm, I, I own it. I bought it. You so. can just put it in a leather sack. It comes with really nice little bags for nice. each tile set. Very good. And... Uh, but the somewhere. best part is it comes, it played on board, but it comes with a big cheat card mm-hmm. that kind of explains what all the symbols on the tiles do. It, and uh, you can just put it right next to that playboard. And once you get it down, it goes so fast. It's made by Catalyst Games. Oh, excellent. Yep. Yeah, it's wonderful. So that's, Lovely. that's Euro. Uh, I'm going to, 
man, get it and get the Duke and have a have a ton of fun. I find it to kind of scratch that chess itch, mm-hmm. but it, I find it to be much more enjoyable. Nice. Very good. Very good board game corner. Yeah. Well done, Marcus. I give it four out of five bloody axes. Excellent. We give everything four out of five. So I would give it five out of five if it was actual stone tiles. <laughs> Made out of stone? Yeah. Like carved, like maybe laser etched wow. stone or something. I would give it a five out of five. Just like yeah. the Vikings did. Yeah. Laser etched. Yeah. And I would, I would pay a lot more for it. It's yeah. a pretty inexpensive game. Um, so, yeah. Very good. So the components took it down a full point. Yes. It, it's it's fiber cloth <laughs> bags and it's plastic chips and if it was stone and leather pouches I would have given it. Wow! A wow, you really thought all this through. Yeah, excellent. You're gonna have a Viking themed game. Do it right. Get your lasers out. Your yeah, <laughs> make, lasers make it out of like stone or animal bone. Oh shit! I didn't even think about you animal know? bone. That's great. So. excellent. Well, that's the board game corner. So segment heavy. I love it. We just got so many segments. I mean, that's what we got to do, man. Yeah. Well. Gentlemen, yes. always a pleasure. As always. Let's wrap it up. Another issue of Super Skull, the Vault of Midnight podcast. You can hear us every Wednesday, wherever podcasts are found. Our music was created by A-Bomb. Our logo was designed by Philip Wong. Our producer is the equally magnificent Rachel Polk. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Super Skull Shows, where you can find us. Uh, check out our website, superskullshow.com, and you can send us questions that we will answer with gusto. Super Skull is brought to you by Vault of Midnight, Earth's finest comic books and stuff since 1996. My name is Nick Wybar. I'm Marcus Schwimmer. And I'm Curtis Sullivan. And we all wish you good reading. Until next week. Does anybody do like a sweet electric shredding banjo? Has anybody oh ever heard man, that? I'm sure it exists. Just no, like, if you plug the banjo in there, it'd be like a fucking riot. Well, I just, I you think know? I'm going to make you both a, a, a mixtape. And I think, I think you're you very make, grown up and professional. If you make it. me mixtape, I'll listen to it. W- would you? Yeah, of course. If I made you an Americana mixtape, you would listen to of it. Of course. Cool. I'm starting to finish. It. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But then I, then I, then you get, get the to, right to critique. Then we get to talk honestly about it. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Cool. It's just going to be nothing but Nickel Creek.